welcome to Red Strike by Shrek. I'm your host, Darren, and today we're going to be talking about objects in the mirror from One Night Alone, dot dot dot. Recorded spring 2001 at Paisley Park and released on the 14th of May 2002. On the track, it is Just Prince, um, and the track is 3 minutes 26. Joining me to talk about today is Elliot Wallace. Hello, Elliot. Hey, Darren. Um, now, obviously, you know, for the whole of this album, we're kind of in piano ballad territory, um, but... You know, kind of the subjects of each of these ballads is slightly different. Oh, um, yeah. And I think in this case, you know, we're, we're, I mean, I don't know. Look, the title of this song makes me think of a terrible song by Meatloaf, uh, which has the title Objects in the Mirror May Appear Closer Than They Are. Yeah, I, I, I can see that because of uh, Paradise by the Dashboard Light. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I can see that. That Just those words, Objects in the Mirror. Obviously, it comes from like that little sticker that's on the yeah. corner of some mirrors and, of you know. So, but I don't think that really has anything. I don't know. I. <laughs> I don't know, like this whole kind of things in the mirror appearing closer than they are. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. I'm not. I'm not really 100 percent sure how that works with the mirror that's in this title, because obviously you know, uh, Prince kind of talks about how you know let's let's brush our teeth in the same sink. Yeah, and, uh, you know we can pose in the mirror, but it's like how does that how does that mean that things appear closer than they are? Like that generally. That applies to mirrors on the sides of cars because, you know, they make the, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's just such a well, weird when, title. <clears throat> for, for me, listening to it, I thought it would, it kind of, I don't remember what we considered uh, Under a Cherry Moon, Under the Cherry Moon track-wise, but it kind of reminded me a bit of that. Uh, I, 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 we might have called it a piano ballad, but yeah, I definitely think it falls, falls on that end. I didn't think so much of uh the, the meatloaf side of because I think of bombast when I think of meatloaf and there wasn't really that there were uh, strings at the end which really makes me question if it really was one night alone with Prince if he has yeah. strings coming out of nowhere but uh, <laughs> I digress we'll get to that by the end of the song but it did just remind me a bit of uh, kind of the jazzy uh, 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 piano jazz ballad so that's kind of where I was going. Yeah. Oh, in, in defining the song? The the influence of John Blackwell is kind of heavily felt in this period of time. Mm. And, you know, particularly with this album and the next couple of albums, there is very much that kind of jazz influence. Yeah. Um, even though I think, you know, most of the ballads on here don't have that kind of jazz stuff, but I definitely feel it in this song. Mm. Um, you know, and, you know, we, we also have Prince double tracking his voice and stuff like that. So, again, that, that can't be one night alone if you've got more than one Prince singing on the track. Right. Um, but I again, I, I like I I've said this on a couple of the other tracks. I think that whole one night alone thing is mostly a lie on most of these songs anyway. <laughs> like, yeah. it's rarely just Prince performing at a piano in like one take. He he's definitely gone back and kind of like overdubbed stuff onto onto. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like Kiss Alive, where they said they're just they recorded the entire album at a Kobo Arena when they had some overdubs later. But I mean, you know, I like in terms of the the lyrics. Uh, again, we're in this we're in this this period of time where Prince. Uh, has abandoned choruses Mm. um and you know there is a a kind of i mean a lot of these songs also have the feel of like a demo of like you know um maybe prince just running through them one time and you know maybe kind of adding a few little bits and pieces here but yeah not really fully developing them Mm. um you know so there are there are some songs that kind of you know particularly on this album where they have kind of contradictory ideas where they'll start out in one direction and they'll kind of abruptly shift halfway through the song and it makes you think that maybe if Prince had kind of gone through a second time he would have kind of maybe exercised some bits but I don't know this whole thing of like um, I mean we, we get Prince uh, returning to his phrase of digging 
Um, yeah. You know, which yeah. obviously I, I, goes all the uh, way back to, you know, dig if you can, dig if you will a picture, sorry. Yeah, yeah. When I heard that, though, my first thought was uh, from the... the uh, uh, there were a couple lines that really stuck out to me. It was, I'm digging you, digging on me. But the second part, the digging on me, reminded me of TLC's yeah. classic song, digging on you, digging on me, which I don't <laughs> think that's the right title, but it still reminded me of that and how great that song was compared to where this was, where it definitely has a, it, it does sound like it's just kind of half, a bit of like half an idea there where on the one hand i definitely have a, like a full sense of uh, the piano balladry uh and the jazz sense of it but on the other hand it just feels like oh he kind of quit halfway through that is the feeling that i mean i i wouldn't say like quit halfway through but right like the idea that he has the start of a song like he's got himself a nice intro um he has like the the kind of the idea of what he wants the theme to be for the song you know within the lyrics yeah um you know like i mean i i do like the kind of the opening couplet which is you know that's my favorite time with you just after we make a movie the kind that requires the title parental advisory that doesn't quite that, rhyme but <laughs> yeah that line i'll be honest when i first heard it i i giggled cringed to it just because that was that that's one of those weird times where it feels like it's meta prince you know, yeah. even, even more meta Prince than my, my name is Prince. Like it's, it's I'm pr- like, <laughs> like that parody song, or I guess that parody video. And I don't know if we've talked about it or you've talked about it with anybody else, but their uh, their click hole made like a parody tribute for Prince, but they couldn't use any of his yeah. music. So they had a, <laughs> a one line of the song is uh, "sex guy." And it reminded me of that. It was just like, I'm sex guy now and I'm going to reference. Uh, maybe it's because I heard that song so recently, but it's like, I'm going to reference how nasty and sexy I am. And where other times, you know, it wasn't so, I, I it wasn't so meta. It just felt like that. It, 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 it felt, I don't know if realistic is the right word, but it just didn't feel this. It doesn't feel the same. I mean, I like that simply because it is Prince almost like kind of saying, you know, like a decade before this, I wrote a song that was so explicit. It forced, you know, the wife of a congressman (laughs) to start Mm. a committee that made all these albums have this sticker put on them. Like, yeah, yeah, it's it's such a it's such a big kind of. But the weird thing is, he says, you know, a movie that requires the title parent, parental advisory. But obviously, parental advisory stickers are only on albums. They're not see, on movies. See, movies I, have I, their own rating systems. So. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was common, though, in, in England, though. But I know that, like, for music, uh, um, like, music cassettes, I remember, like, uh, at, like I can't remember, the, Sam Goody. That was, like, a big chain store in the U.S. where music... Uh, selling music and they it had the parental advisory on it that was just kind of like my own reference point i don't know if that was like on on like you know something like i mean i've got like get off and sexy mf on vhs yeah you're saying on something like that where it's just like the video of the yeah yeah it yeah. would definitely it would have that parental advisory uh okay. sticker i was gonna say that, that they didn't have that over here because you know we had like a 15 rating certificate yeah on the side. So, yeah so you've already got the the effectively the warning you don't you don't need a second warning on there yeah um but yeah still i mean still it's a little bit misplaced because obviously that's a very specific niche of movie that would require a parental advisory sticker yeah most people are you know they either you know it's either rebellious teens who wear those t-shirts that have the parental advisory stickers i definitely you know, I, I definitely the had the that that t-shirt <laughs> i can look back into my yearbook and I was wearing, there's a picture of me 
uh, giving a, a, a <laughs> just <laughs> wearing that T-shirt. And it's uh, very embarrassing. But all pictures of me from when I was younger were pretty embarrassing. Uh, maybe from the last five years. But now I'm, I'm doing better. <laughs> Uh, but we're not. Let's go back to the uh, the music and not my embarrassing yeah. life. So, so like I've, I, you know, either teens wear t-shirts with that label on, or you have that label on albums. I don't think yeah. many people would remember it as being on, like, you know, VHS. No. Um, you know, and also, and also at this point, you know, when this album was released, which is you know two thousand two, uh, yeah, at this point, I think not, VHS is not dead, dead, but it's still like it's it's basically on its very last leg. Yeah, yeah. You know, so it, I don't think people would associate it with movies, but you know, that's just that that's just the, the world that Prince lives in is, you know, he created the parental advisory and he's getting it to rhyme with the word movie, so Yeah. Um but also it makes me think a little bit of um uh, you know, Insatiable where he you know, he he's, he says tonight we video, you know, like so the idea of filming himself in the act is obviously something that he's touched on before, but oh, now yeah. that he is newly religious, he can't say what that act is. Oh, so, uh, yeah. Um, you know, I, I, it's not the first time in this album that he's done this where he's said something that is meant to clearly be explicit, but then he's kind of couched it in this this kind of weird code. Yeah. Um, you know, but then he, he kind of comes up with this very, um, I don't know, I want to say like a very domestic scene. Um, again, you know, obviously we try to avoid any kind of biography in these songs, but this, you know, this is an album made, you know, kind of in the time after he got married to his second wife. Uh, you know, obviously Rainbow Children is a bigger kind of exploration of that relationship. Yeah. Um, you know, and the end of his previous relationship. So this kind of this this thing of, you know, let's brush our teeth in the same sink. Don't worry, girl. It's cool. We can pose in the mirror. You know, I'm digging on you, digging on me. Mm-hmm. Like this idea of kind of domestic bliss. Um, even though he phrases it as we're hooked up now, <laughs> you know, I can try her. I can put my load in the dryer. Oh, I hated that line oh, but- <laughs> so much. That reminded me like when, when during, I think peach, when he says, uh, watch her titties bounce. That's just like, oh, it's, it's cringy. It's not like. I seem to remember you enjoying that lyric quite a lot, Elliot, in that episode. Uh, I, mean, I feel like we said titties bounce a number of times just because how much you enjoy that lyric. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe, but it's just, maybe, or maybe I was just so, uh, 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 not appalled, but just having, <laughs> just like, oh, uh, it's just so cringy. Yeah, uh, for on my end. The next line I think is possibly my favorite line on maybe this entire album, where he says, "So much we can share the same height, weight, and body fluid." Now. I think obviously the body fluid thing is again he's he's trying to be sexual without being sexual. Yeah. But I like the idea that he's saying we're the same height and weight, which means he's effectively saying whatever you know whatever the tailor at Paisley Park is making for Manuela, there's no reason why Prince won't fit in those clothes as well. Oh yeah. Um, and also I like this kind of priority that Prince has of like we're the same height and weight, which is great because that means we can share everything. And I, I don't know, I just I like the idea of Prince marrying people who are the same dimensions as him. You know, just to make things easy in terms of like what they can share. It's um, it's it's, econ- it's economical. I uh, we can't deny that. You know, I think it's paying attention to what's going to happen in the future uh, with uh, climate change and how you you need to be economical with your your lover, and you need to have the same clothes so you don't use up more fabrics on the earth, and you need to bathe together. Uh, that's how far yeah. this joke can go. Use the, use the same brush for your teeth. Exactly. Uh, which either can be seen as, you know, something very sweet or disgusting, depending on how people feel about, you know, uh, people sharing toothbrushes. Yeah. Uh, but I'm guessing in this song, Prince is saying that they're sharing more than, you know, toothbrushes. So, 
you know, what's a toothbrush at the end of the day after after everything else that they've been sharing? Exactly. Um, but yeah, and we, I mean, we kind of do get like the only line that's really repeated is "We're hooked up now," um, yeah. which is it such a weird way of saying we're married? But like, I guess it kind of fits that kind of like '90s R and B thing of you know expressing relationships always in this kind of um, crude way. Mm. Um, you know, apart from that one song, that one R and B song, you know, "Let's Get Married," uh, which I think <sighs> is probably the only kind of like R and B song that was ever very explicit about you know committing to someone. Um, yeah. Most of the other, most of the other songs from that time were all about freaking people and stuff like that. Yeah, and, and knocking boots, which yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like he says, you know, we're hooked up now. We can do it. So you know, princes always want to respect a matrimonial bed. Uh, been waiting, <laughs> baby. It's so hard to bear. And then he finishes with the, like the title line. But again, like I'm, you know, much like a lot of songs on this album, the title line um, is longer than the actual title of the song. Um, so, you know, with stuff like, uh, you know, have a heart here on earth, you know, one night alone, those are actually fragments of a sentence where you could probably have the title be slightly longer. And the yeah. same is true here. You know, the objects in the mirror uh, are closer than they appear is, is you know, how Prince finishes the song. Um, and, you know, like, I guess the full title really should be the objects in the mirror are closer. But I guess Prince just went with objects in the mirror, um, you know, to be a bit more mysterious. Of course. Um, but yeah, like I said, I don't think this makes sense for a mirror that's just like a normal bathroom mirror. <laughs> unless unless he's flipped over the shaving mirror and you've got like the one that is like magnified, then I, then I oh, guess yeah. this applies. But other than that, he doesn't specify that. He just says that they compose in the mirror. Yeah. Um, and I do, I mean, the thing is as well, I do like this idea of, you know, Prince in the bathroom with whomever this person is, although I'm going to assume for this point it's his wife. And when he does say that line of, you know, I'm digging on you, digging on me... I can imagine him seeing in the mirror her looking at him mm. and being happy that she is looking at him like that. Like that little kind of picture. I feel like, you know, this is there's very few songs from this time period where Prince kind of talks about the domestic bliss of his second marriage. Um, yeah. But I just like that one line. It just makes me think, oh, you know, Prince, you know, he, he might have this kind of big ego and he might have this kind of attitude and all this kind of stuff. But. You know, if he's like brushing his teeth in the mirror and his wife, you know, looks at him admirably, then, you know, he's like, yeah, that's what I like. That's what, you know, that's what that's something that's worth kind of remembering, um, you know, particularly as within 18 months they'd be divorced. So, yeah, um, but, uh, yeah. you know, I, I still I still we still get this kind of little domestic scene. And, and I think that's, you know, that's kind of interesting, in, you know, in a song like this and particularly on this album, which, you know, does kind of have the a lot of the songs do have the feel of Prince basically you know, two seconds before he started recording, just yelling out a title and being like, okay, this is what this song's going to be about. All right, someone give me a title. Someone give me a title. Uh, uh, mirrors. <laughs> mirrors. Okay, okay. Someone give me another title. Another title. The weirdest improv show. Yeah. I can't imagine Prince doing improv. I don't know the Groundlings or Second City, if they would have them. I don't know if there's one in Minneapolis that would have had him. But, uh, yeah, it would be hard to imagine. Yeah. I would love to find out that at Prince's church he was on a Harold team. Like that would be. <laughs> <laughs> he's just, I, I he's, just a, he's just a fan of the form. Uh, I ah, uh, that like uh, broke my brain. The entire concept of Prince uh, at a church on a I, I we have to stop saying it because I'm going to be thinking about it forever. <laughs> so oh my god. Uh, yeah, so like, does like this isn't a fair, you know, this isn't really much of a substantial song. Like, it just it's almost yeah. like a little short story of like, you know, Prince has had sex. Um, you know, it's rated parental advisory. 
Um, he's gone to brush his teeth. His wife, you know, I don't know, looks at his, his buttocks while they're in the bathroom. And that's it. You know, that's that's the whole thing, really. Yeah. Uh, some of the songs on this album are hard for me to rate because it does kind of feel like half-formed ideas. But at the same time, you know, much as with, um, you know, The Truth, I do like the kind of intimacy of just Prince on the piano. And it, you do really kind of, you know, even though he's embellished it a little bit on this with some double tracking and, you know, a little bit of kind of keyboard strings in there. Um, you know, it still does have that kind of intimacy. And, yeah. you know, that's that's something that I think is the strength of this album, even if a lot of the songs kind of feel half formed, mm. um, you know, and towards the end of the song, we get a little bit of quote of the previous kind of track, um, right. Have a Heart. So, I mean, that's led a lot of people to think that maybe these two songs were recorded kind of back to back. And they are kind of similar. Um, you know, they do have kind of similar textures to them. So, you know, I, I don't see why that wouldn't be. You know, it's not remarkable for Prince to record two songs in one day. Like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. that's not unheard of. No. Um, so, yeah, but I think that's interesting because, it, it, like, the, most of this album doesn't really have a structure in the same way that, you know, kind of, you know, Rainbow Children was almost rigidly structural, whereas this album is a lot looser. So just kind of quoting the previous song is just kind of like an interesting little touch. Yeah. Um, but, you know, for me, I would say I'm kind of hovering around, you know, somewhere between a three or a four. I don't know. I, I think probably I would be I don't know, aiming for a three out of five, I think. You know, that's that's kind of where it is. Like, it's an interesting idea, but it kind of feels half formed. Yeah. Um, you know, even though Prince kind of went back and did like a little bit of kind of extra production on it, it doesn't like, I, I don't know. It, it feels like maybe with one more verse or a chorus, it could have been, you know, like a, a, four a real five. song. Yeah. As it is, yeah. it just feels like a bit of a sketch. Yeah, um, I, I, I'm definitely going either actually between two or three, but I think I'm going to lean over to three. Um, there are those lines that just kind of make me cringe a little bit, but, you know, there is something there. I, 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 I think I need to sit a little bit more with the actual album to put it into more context, and then I can really think about, you know, what I'm getting out of it. Uh, this is kind of like a little bit of being in the woods with Prince for me because like a lot of this stuff I heard about but never really explored at the time. And it, honestly, it wasn't until like maybe 2004 when I started to really focus again on like Prince and his output. But this like I remember seeing commercials or like ads for uh, for uh, you know, one more uh, one night um, for this album <laughs> and uh, then his the next one news and uh, rainbow children i remember seeing the ads for that but it not really clicking on something i was interested in i mean you know this is this is kind of like I w i'm not going to say this is probably his least listened to album because i'm thinking you know a jazz odyssey that goes over four tracks is probably less listened to than this yeah. but yeah we're, we're kind of in the period where even though Prince did a lot of promotion around this time, particularly for this album and the following tour, which obviously was also called One Night Alone, you know, and he had the live album and, you know, it, it, it still felt like this was the point where Prince was kind of at a career low. So, mm. I, you know, I don't know how many people at the time would have actually, you know, listened to this album. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, Prince never performed this live, even no. though there was a live tour of this album afterwards. So... Um, you know, and, you know, it's not like he he ever kind of returned to these songs, um, even on his final tour, which I think would have suited, you know, a couple of songs off this album. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it's, it's kind of like one of those forgotten Prince albums a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. But, 
you know, I I feel like we said about as much as we can about objects in the mirror. So let's go to plugs. Is there anything that you wish to plug out? Uh, if you want to, you can follow me on Twitter at e h wallace. Um, yeah, that's really that's really been it. And you can find us on Facebook at Prince Trap by Track or on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email me. I'm not sure why you would at Prince Trap by Track at gmail.com. Thanks once more for being my guest here, Eddie. Oh, thank you very much. And otherwise, goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>